0: Welcome back to the Influential Personal Brand Recap. I am joined today by my wife and CEO, AJ Vaden. She's back, Making w- an appearance. back with us. She's been gone for a couple weeks, but <laughs> great to have her back. We're talking about Allison Fallon and breaking down the interview that we had, and we're just going to share our kind of top three and three. So since you've been gone a while, I'll, I'll extend you the floor 1st do
1: Don't take it. So my first kind of recap takeaway or highlight that I jotted down was this comment that she made very early in the interview, and it kind of set the tone for the rest of the interview, in my opinion, which is great writing comes from great thinking. Mm. And uh, I thought it was really good because she was like, great writing is not about great grammatical structure and commas and periods. And she goes, that's what editors are for. Great writing is about great thinking. So good. And I love that because it really tied in um, to a couple of other things that popped up that I'm sure we'll discuss later. She said, but the challenge is, is that most great thinking never turns into great published books because of our own writer's block. And I thought that was really well connected because I think so often we don't think, well, we're not good writers. And we think about being a good writer is in the grammatical sense, not in the thinking sense. And so we go, "Well, well, I'm just not a great writer. I, you know, I don't know where all the commas go or I don't know how to get my thoughts on paper. And I just love it. It's like, well, it's not about any of that. That great writing comes down to great thinking, and then you work with editors to take care of the rest. And what an amazing relief of going, oh, there is a way for me to get my thoughts into a book and create this uh, established thought pattern that I so believe in and get it out into the world, but it doesn't require me being such a writer and the, I don't know, traditional sense. So I just thought that was uh, pretty revolutionary in my opinion.
0: Yeah. I had never heard anyone say that. That was my first takeaway mm. too. I, I thought that was Cheater. So, so profound. <laughs> I wasn't even copying off your paper. Copying I came up paper. with that legitimately <laughs> as my takeaway. And there's a couple things that stuck out to me because, you know, people ask us all the time They'll say, Hey, does Brand Builders Group help people write books? And the answer is yes. And they'll say, well, do you publish books? And it's like, no. <laughs> and we do edit them. No. I think what... We bro- help with
1: great thinking. We
0: help with the thinking. We help mm-hmm. with the organization. Maybe that's why structure. I like it so
1: much because it's it's related to what, More of what our we skill do. sets are.
0: Right. We actually um, farm out the editing and the publishing to our implementation partners. That's because we
1: don't know where commas go. Yeah. So. And,
0: and we also <laughs> are not the pros on how to design the book and how to get mm-hmm. it distributed and warehouse and all that stuff. We're good, at, we're good at the thinking and then we're good at the selling. But all the actual... We're good
1: at outsourcing.
0: The production in part we have to outsource the yeah. rest of the <laughs> yeah. rest of it but yeah that's super powerful the other thing that I, I think is is a worthwhile you know lesson here that i've learned over the years is there's a lot of different types of writing writing and writers and editors mm-hmm. there are content editors which like you know i think of marion who's you, know, my content editor, our content editor for the books. Traditional publishing. are a books. lot of
1: hands going around right now.
0: Yeah, I, but they're just listening, so <laughs> they they can't all. Oh, not everybody can see see that. <laughs> but you've got content editing, which is really about the thinking and the organization. And then you've got more of like copy editing, which is like the commas and the periods. Then you have copywriting, which is different. That's more of like the marketing and sales copy that would go on the jacket. And those are a couple different types of skill sets and different types of people if you're thinking about launching a book or doing a book that, you know, just to kind of think about that. So we both had the same first one. What was your second one?
1: My second one, um, kind of connected to that was around this writer's block kind of concept and idea. And I'll kind of say this again, but I I wrote it down in the way that I, translated what Allie said. Allison. does she go by Allie or Allison? I think she
0: goes by Allie, by her friends. Everyone I know her calls her Allie, but it's... Well,
1: I've got her in my mind is Allie. So Allison, Allie. Allie Fallon. But most great ideas never get published due to your own inability to get your great thoughts onto paper. And most great ideas never turn into great books because of your own writer's block. So in order to get past that, It's really somewhat simple, is that great content comes from trying to simply provide value to the end reader. So instead of thinking about yourself all the time of, well, what if no one likes this? Or what if no one Mm. buys this? Or what if me, 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 you just stop that and you go, what would provide value to the person I'm trying to reach? what lesson have I learned that could that could provide impact for someone else? What is something that I have done that I hope no one else ever does? So if I can share this and save you some time, heartache, trouble, money, or this is something that I did do. So instead of just thinking about, well, what if it doesn't hit the list? Or what if no one buys it? Or what if it's not any good? What if no one likes it? What if people hate it? Stop all that nonsense and just go, how do I provide great value? And one of the ways that, you can start providing great value is just to start answering valuable questions that your audience has. Just go through what are the questions that you wish you would have had the answers to back when and start answering those and develop your content from there. And she goes, just a simple way of getting out of writer's block is just start answering questions. I thought that was brilliant. We talk a lot about that. But in the context of a book, I thought it was so helpful and simple, which is so important to all of you who are listening.
0: Yeah, and I think it's... It's funny because I think of myself more as a writer today, but so many people don't think of themselves Mm. as a writer. And I never thought of myself as a writer. And I was worried, like, are they going to like my writing style? And to what you're saying, the best writing style is just something that's valuable to the reader. (laughs) Like, they don't really care about the others. That's right. So I think that's so good. My second takeaway was just a super quick little nugget that she said, think about what's your favorite book yeah, and then Mm. who published it. And n- almost none of us <laughs> would actually know the name. Unless you're a
1: publisher. <laughs> unless you're a publisher.
0: But even lot, I bet a lot of publishers don't, don't even, even know, know yeah, the books true. that they didn't publish. And so I think, you know, we get caught up a lot of times yeah. in like, who's the publisher and, you know, that. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's just what you're saying. It's how do I create a valuable book? Mm-hmm. I mean, each publisher has different values and there's, you know, there's pros and cons of of different things. But at the end of the day, as the author... It's your ideas that matter and don't get so hung up on whether it was self-published, traditionally published, you know, vanity published, which yeah. is like in between, just create an awesome book and help, help some people. So that was a great reminder. Yeah, for me. Well,
1: that actually is a really good transition into my third and last point, which is when it comes to asking yourself, should I try to go the traditional route and try to get a traditional publisher to publish my book? Should I self-publish it? Should I do this hybrid model? Like mm-hmm. what's more important? Right? Like, which one should I really go for? And I loved what she said. She goes, well, (laughs) it's a really simple question. And remember to ask yourself this, what's your favorite book? Okay. Now who published it? And if you don't know, there's your answer because it doesn't really matter. And I think that's really just kind of so awesome. I think we do get so hung up on that. And she said, the truth is, is that most great books, you never know who the publisher was because it doesn't matter. It's about the great content. And truly, what's way more important than the type of publisher you have is your own ability To distribute the book. It's your own personal distribution plan, which comes down to your platform, which is, well, how many people can you get it in front of on your own without depending on a publisher? Because publishers don't sell books. Let's just call that what it is. They're publishers. They're not marketers and they're not sellers per se. They're publishers. It's going to be up to you anyways. So why not focus on that in the first place of going, how am I reaching people on my email list? Who am I speaking in front of? Who's subscribed to my podcast or how many podcasts am are on? What's my social media reach? But what platform do I have? And what distribution do I have with that platform? And that's the much more important question to ask versus who's going to publish my book.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, Such a good reminder, because you think about it, you know, when you start on the journey, you think that the quality of the book determines the sales success of the book, and it's not really that. I mean, that's a part of it. Spoiler. But it's like the quality of the book is directly in proportion to the number of people the author can get in front of. Yeah. So that's really good. But for me, the third takeaway was just kind of a different way of thinking about it. And she said, if you've got an idea that's been gifted to you, you feel this prompting on your heart, this calling. The word that she used really stuck with me. She said, you are the steward of that idea. Mm. Like if you've been gifted this, it now means that you are the steward of it. You, it is your responsibility. It's your obligation. Mm. It's your, it's your duty. It's your privilege to carry this idea and sort of, you know, birth it into the world. And that was just really powerful for me to go, okay, you know, you want to be a a big author, and you want to impact lives, but just the idea itself is something that you're stewarding, and that that means that somebody else out there needs that idea. And you got to be accountable for delivering that's it. So I love that. Beautiful stuff. Make sure that you're listening. Go back and listen to the episode if you haven't. Allie drops a lot of little nuggets, nuggets. and tidbits. Mm-hmm. And we really love her and recommend her for a couple of different things that we introduce clients to. But that's all we've got for this recap edition of the Influential Personal Brand Podcast. Keep coming back. We're here for you. cheering yawn. See you next time. podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com. We will give you free 30-day access to 25 of our most popular interviews on video in your own private members-only area. So go right now, rate us, review us, and then send a screenshot of it into podcast at brandbuildersgroup.com and we'll get you set up with free access to our most popular video interviews all in one place. Also, just please share, share, share this podcast with anyone who you think might enjoy it. And until next time, remember that building a business isn't nearly as valuable as building a reputation.